Hi, welcome to the Dreamcatchers. We are sisters and business partners, Marissa Klein K and Jamie Klein Stozer. We know a little something about dreaming big. In our day jobs, we run the fashion and media division of our family staffing firm in New York City, Choice Associates. We have built a brand around helping others and good energy. Known in our personal and professional worlds as lightworkers, igniters, and most of all believers, Jamie and I are not only dreamers, but we are doers, and we hope our energy is contagious. On this podcast, we will be chatting to each other and to some of our favorite dream catchers, the people who inspire us not only about career, but about making magic wherever they go. On What's Your Story, we will focus on real people with killer jobs and talk about how they got where they are today. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe now and follow us on social media at Dreamcatchers23 for updates and episodes. Good evening, everyone. Mammoth Made Mamas. Um, We are live here tonight in the backyard of our lovely host, Shannon. Hi, everyone. I'm going to look down for a minute so I can share it once it's live. Um, I'm Jamie Stozer, for those of you that don't know me, and I am proudly a Mammoth Made Mama. This is my sister, Marissa. Hi, everybody. And we are here with lovely ladies from Mammoth Made Mama Features, from this lovely lady who we'll introduce in a minute. We're going to have actually everybody go around and introduce themselves in a minute. But we're here tonight to come together as folks that have been featured on Shannon's um, Instagram feed through her business and through her website. Um, as different brands that have a business based here in Monmouth County. Mm-hmm. So thrilled to be here tonight. Thank you to Ming for doing our sound before I forget. I will probably say that a few more times. Go blue. And um, we say that every episode, by the way. Um, so I want to go ahead and introduce everybody. Marissa, do you have anything else you wanted to add before everyone can introduce themselves? Just that it's lovely to be here. Mm-hmm. We had a beautiful dinner. I'm awesome. surrounded by positive energy. It's been nice chatting with all these talented, bright women um, Shannon did a beautiful tablescape. There was a <laughs> by the way, what were the vendors? By the way, oh. shout out to the vendors. Sorry that you can hear our double. Oh, I have to turn this down. Um, tell us the vendors that were here tonight that did the food and the drink. Absolutely. So the tablescape was done by the lovely Enchanted Blossoms. That is at the Bellworks Fresh uh, weekly every ah, Wednesday. Gorgeous beautiful talk. edition of eucalyptus. She also brought her daughters here. It was a really nice touch. They were just like whipping this together on the spot. It was gorgeous. Um, Cheese All That did the amazing charcuterie board. She's a young girl who just launched her business within the last year based in Red Bank. Um, a lot. Oh, and then all of the produce was Skeleton Hill Provisions, another Bellworks Fresh um, staple. They're there, I think, pretty and much. And who made this but. elixir? Yes, the elixir. <laughs> Shout out to Liz Toolin, Finding Your Apron. It's called the Harry Styles. It's your watermelon sugar high. And she I loved love that. that. Yeah. yeah and that fun, fact, fun fact before we continue. If anyone is interested, there is a phenomenal book that I just finished. It is called The Idea of You. Okay. Mark my words, ladies. Okay, here it comes. It is about a woman who's 39, turning 40. And she has a crush on Harry Styles. And she has a, (laughs) she falls for the head of a boy band that's basically loosely based on Harry Styles. Okay. His name is Hayes. It is next level. Okay. You're welcome. You're welcome. I just finished it. Next feature. And it's, and it's, and it's coming out as a movie and it's unfortunately starring Anne Hathaway, who I know you don't love, but it is... (laughs) Phenomenal. And it was written in 2017 or 18, but just gained like a ton of momentum during the pandemic. So this would require us reading. Yes, it requires you reading, but I, I, or listening on Audible, by the way, which I've heard is, that's my route. It's called The Idea of You. 
Please promise me. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. Book well, club. I book club. Next a mom is me. Book club. Okay. So we're going to go around and introduce everybody. We're going to just go this way loosely. Actually, you go first. Shannon's going to introduce herself. Tell us about her business. Yeah. Who you are, what you do. Just a little bit awesome. about you. Thank you so much for being here. Everyone else as well. I'm Shannon Lero. Still funny to say I'm a newlywed. We are um, new to the area. We've been in Little Silver now for two years, um, but spent the last decade you know, living in the city. I was a hustle bustle ad executive and life came to a screeching halt, not only becoming a stay at home mom of my sons, uh, Matthew and Nathan, two and one years old. It's crazy. Um, but of course the pandemic, which we all, you know, kind of suffered through and, and had to adjust. But at the end of the crazy year of 2020, I decided to launch Mammoth Made and shortly thereafter, you know, met all of you lovely ladies. And, you know, uh, the idea was born to have a feature with zero agenda, which is really nice in a world where it can feel like a lot of bait and switch in the social media world, but it's just genuine connection and we can all lift one another up. And again, there's room for us all. So thank you so much for all being here. Sounds like our business plan. Yep. That's why I like Shannon. <laughs> um, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Um, you spoke already. Eva, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, so uh, right just, the mic. Oh, yeah. You have to hold the mic. Yeah. Okay. She said she's never held the mic before, so she doesn't this want to. first time holding <laughs> It looks good on you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> my name's Eva. Um, I live in Fairhaven. Um, my husband, my two little boys, they're four and five, and... My company is Rustic Eve. Uh, I make home decor items mostly out of wood, framed. Um, and I just, I love it. Uh, I try and do everything personal for people. So wedding gifts, uh, bridal showers, um, birthdays, anniversaries, anything like that. Um, I'm your girl for that. And then you just launched something new for back to school. What are you I doing for back did. to school? So right now for back to school, um, and it's, thank you for being that. It's going so well. Mm -hmm. I put it up a couple days ago it's and I can't believe how many keychains I have made in Everyone's a three day span. Really excited to go back to school. <laughs> Everyone's excited to go back to school. <laughs> We're all excited to go back to school. I know, right? It was They're a good like, time to do it. It's the myself. only time we've ever been happy to see the summer clothes. So, right. um, if you have a little one going back to school and you know, they're going to lose their backpack, um, look me up and I will make them a personalized keychain. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Oh, she has that. All right. You're up, Adrian. Hi. Um, first time under microphone as well. My name is Adrienne Fabosi. I'm the co-founder of Mod39, um, which is a women's Instagram boutique. We launch three new items a week, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, I was a former buyer at Saks Fifth Avenue and was had a buying at Jimmy Choo for a while. And then um, my corporate career ended at the end of last summer. And Jessica and I, my business partner, um, had been friends for a long time co-workers at one point and she had this amazing idea and so here we are love it welcome thanks for being here thanks for having me all right we might veronica. have your resume oh you know you have to pass the mic down pass the mic jamie we might have her resume yeah, we'll probably <laughs> i have hers i now know yeah. <laughs> yes, you never know I've been trolling the resume for almost 20 yeah, years we have, we have like half the table's resume by <laughs> um so my name is veronica i am a wedding photographer um, I've been doing weddings for about 11 years and my husband is my second shooter mm. by not choice, <laughs> 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 kind of roped him in and, um, has just been, you know, part of the whole, you know, wedding and 
every single trip that we take and you know he's just kind of been my partner with that so it's been nice um yeah i i since the pandemic i started to do more families because everything has kind of shifted and i'm back to newborns and engagements and anything that has to do with like families and kids and i feel much more comfortable doing it now that i have my own i have mm-hmm. two daughters three and six and uh yeah that's pretty much. Actually, fun fact, the reason I know this area is because of my wedding photographer. Oh, really? Yep. I use John Acara, if you're familiar with him. Okay. He owns Red Tank Brewery in Red Bank. Okay. Uh, he was my wedding photographer at a, a venue out in Western Jersey called the Stone House of Sterling Ridge. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was brand new. And there wasn't a lot of photos. I went to see it, and there wasn't a lot of photos of it to, like, show my mom or my dad. Like, to be like, look at this place. It's so pretty. I think I'm going to book it. And when I looked it up, the only photos I could find were of his. So he like oh. was like the, I guess the photographer on record or whatever it was at the time. And I was like, you know what? His photos are gorgeous. I'm just going to book them. So I booked him and turns out he was based here in Red Bank. So he was like, if you want, I can do an engagement shoot for you. And I was living in, in Hoboken at the time. I'd rarely ever been down here. I went to the beach and deal like, and then drove right back home. Like I didn't know this area at all. We didn't know there were towns here. There weren't, I didn't know <laughs> there, there was a town before there was a beach. beach. There was no such thing as Google Maps, and my mom was afraid of an actual map. Totally. We literally just came down, (laughs) went to the beach, went right back. Like, lucky if we stopped at McDonald's for a Diet Coke. Like, that was it. (laughs) And um, so he said, you have to come down and do your engagement shoot in Red Bank. That's where I do them. I'm like, all right. Like, sounds good. So we came down, and, like, my engagement pictures are walking on Broad, Mm -hmm. walking in the Navisink, and I have the chills now still thinking about that. And um, I was like, this is awesome down here. Like, what's going on here? He sent us to Avenue for brunch. I was like, I'm into this area, and that's where the obsession began. And he knows that. County, right? Were, yeah, I was in yeah. Bergen County. That might have been before Veronica was born. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh no, I am thirty, thirty-five. 30 something. Okay. Yeah. All right. So not that long ago. Um, so yeah, no, he's, he's the best, but wedding photographer, I have a soft spot for wedding photographers. Cause I think that's a, it's a very special role that you play in somebody's oh, it, day. It is. And the follow up event is at your she shed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> next, next event will be at Marsh Daughters. Marsh Daughters. are all welcome. And there is a, um, wood burning stove there. So if it's chilly, mm-hmm. we can Absolutely. get all cozy. I love it. Full recap. I love it. Sweaters from Marjorie. Yeah, yes. look at us. Look at us all collabing. Well, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having Carla, you, you're next. Carla's already been on our podcast before. She's a vet. She's a vet. She's a vet. Okay. Um, my name is Carla Bushi, and I am the owner of Oak Hill Farms in Homedale, New Jersey. Um, what I haven't told you before. Um, I have three daughters. One going to college, just went to college, one going to kindergarten. Yes, I'm crazy. (laughs) I opened the farm in the middle of the pandemic. Yes, I'm crazy again. I think we're Uh, crazy a little bit. Yeah. Um, But how we started the farm, um, my husband and I, he was always very outdoorsy. Uh, He, you know, he suffered of a heart attack. And we said, okay, this is our goal for to slow down and to live a more authentic life back to basics. And we decided to just like start at home and we started like with backyard chickens and goats. And I was like, can I get one more goat? One more. And then I will be like, you know, like he started beekeeping. So then we said, let's bring this thing that I think more people are craving to others. Like in Mammoth County, that is like very odd. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of farms hunted on county, like you have to go to Pennsylvania, but Mammoth 
Monmouth County, like everybody goes to the beach, mm -hmm. everybody goes to Red Bank, right? It's like very Asbury, yeah, but like a farm, like it's kind of like, okay, well, what's the best place to have a farm? Homedale. Yeah, so we found okay. the place and we said like, okay, let's do it. And we love to have people over and have everybody have a little taste of what we do. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, I, think, I think we were all thankful for your farm this year. I agree. During COVID, I think it was, it was a big big COVID destination for yes. all of us yes. kids. several times. Yes, I think it was. He gave a lot of people the sense of like safety. Mm -hmm. You know, you could still be outdoors. You could still have your children, mm -hmm. see your children, like have some happiness and and like still get your shopping going and yeah. just feel safe. Exactly. And I was there when the baby alpaca came. Oh my God! Oh, you guys were yes. I was. No, was like, it, was a, it was a really big moment for me. <laughs> I know. I know. I remember that. You, we talked yeah, about that before. Very, very good. Love. I was very nervous because I lost an alpaca before. At, at, you know, when they were like born. So I was just like, oh my God, tell everybody to stay at the barn. Tell everybody to stay at the barn just in case something happens. You know, I don't want to bring that kind of like, like impact to a child. Right. Oh, so, yeah. But everything worked out. <laughs> and side note, um, I signed up to be Carla's recipe bestie. So if no one has, you'll get like all of her top recipes and the grilled peaches and mascarpone dessert is behind you now. Yum. So okay, we'll yeah, all so have to I, I do have a background in culinary. Yeah. And my book, uh, Keeping It Real, is released in this fall. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Uh, that was huge. Huge yeah, accomplishment. I don't even know how I did out. it. It just came. It just, you know, somebody came to the farm. They offered me the deal. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? Sure. Why not? So yeah. I took on something else. Like, like if I don't have enough already. But yeah. <laughs> I didn't really get to meet you yet. But I use your recipes all the time. Oh, and thank and you. This one pasta sausage with like zucchini diced up or yes. something mm. yes my 15 my pasta. kids yeah. love that yeah. one so we make that one like at least once every two weeks oh, so cool. it's delicious wow. <laughs> For those of you who don't know me, <laughs> I am Tara, and I my business is Everything Done to a T. It's an online shop of unique and personalized giftable goods. That is the tagline my coach gave me. Uh, <laughs> oh, I like this. so it's all really from babies to brides to Christmas ornaments, seasonal things. Pretty much my niche is it being personalized. So um, it started with my wedding, and then pre kids. I had all the free time in the world after the wedding was over, and I. Started making things and then opened my online shop, and seven and a half years later, here, here I am. So I live in Atlantic Highlands. I have two boys. Good morning, America spot. I was uh, yes, I was on, had a Good Morning America spot. I've been in the bride box. Um, I've had a few nice little notable moments. Mm -hmm. um, but and now you're on the Dreamcatchers. And now I'm on the podcast <laughs> with the microphone. You have yes. made it. <laughs> so. I'm Erin Howard. I am the CEO and co-founder of Good Body, Good Mommy. We make maternity activewear. Our signature product is a patented pair of maternity leggings with a built-in support belt. Um, I'm most proud of it because I wrote the patent myself, which I never thought I could do. We worked with a lawyer and the patent was rejected and... I worked with the patent office to write it myself and we got a patent, which is really exciting. Um, but so I just cool. love what I do. Yeah. I, I couldn't find running clothes when I was pregnant and then I was pregnant very quickly again with my second child and I still couldn't find them. So 
I decided to solve the problem myself. Um, and now we have a, we have a couple pairs of leggings, um, and I hope to expand the brand in the future, um, down the road. Thanks. Yeah. It's right here in Fairhaven, right? I'm in Fairhaven. I have three little kids. Um, they're kindergarten, uh, kindergarten, second and third grade. I keep trying to lobby for another baby so I can test out more products, but (laughs) it's not in the cards, apparently. (laughs) So, so Erin, when you're wearing the legging or it's, it's Mm -hmm. like the stretch material goes over the belly, over the belly. And then it has a Velcro belt that goes under the belly. So that you can feel supported. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is top and bottom. I, it's funny. I haven't been pregnant in a long time, but I remember that I always loved it. Everybody has an opinion, right? If yeah. you're pregnant, you either like things over mm-hmm. or you like things under. And mm-hmm. I liked it over, but I also liked it. I also liked the support under. Mm-hmm. And I, it's funny, even though I can't, I haven't done that in such a long time. I just remembered that feeling. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're doing is so important. Because women you. feel so lost during that oh, moment. It's so hard. It's so hard. And it's really hard to stay active. And now, I mean, I think definitely now doctors tell you to stay active. Yeah. Yeah. Doing, I mean, unless you have a high-risk pregnancy, obviously. But to keep your active lifestyle is healthy for you and the baby and your mental health. Mm-hmm. But when you can't find clothes that fit, it's a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll see these bigger brands will create something, right? Like Nike had a maternity line mm-hmm. for a minute. A few other brands have had a maternity line for a minute. Mm-hmm. But it's a really hard market for a big brand because you constantly are in customer acquisition mode, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, for the most part, I didn't buy every, every item of clothing three times, right? Mm-hmm. No, I bought mostly stuff the first time and then a few things here or there. So customer acquisition mode is really expensive, but for a smaller brand that can be more nimble, it's almost easier, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't have a hundred employees. Right. I don't have a separate warehouse. So I don't have a lot of the overhead as a bigger brand that allows me to distribute money differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. You know, and it, it, I, I commend you because yeah. the truth is, is, is things have changed so much since I had kids I mean, when I was pregnant, I was, I remember I was on a spin bike and I was one of the first people at SoulCycle to be pregnant. And everyone was like, are you okay on a spin bike? (laughs) And I was like, you know, my teachers um, would say, you know, Lori would say, you can absolutely spin. Like Mm -hmm. I've had plenty of people spin, but it was like, people looked at me like I was crazy. And then it's changed so much since then. I mean, my daughter's going to be 13. So if you think about what's happened in the last 10 plus years in fitness and pregnancy, and yet what you're doing hasn't caught up for the so reasons that you said. you're not supposed to wear your Lululemon until they stretch out and then try to wear them after and wonder why they fall down? I mean, I did that. That's okay. why I started this. I'm just confirming. I'm just confirming. You're asking for a friend? I'm asking for a friend as I ruined all of my gym clothes. <laughs> and what else are you doing, like, And they're like drooping oh, down yeah, after. Aaron, what else are you doing in your free time? I'm also, I'm also on the side. Uh, <laughs> on the side. <laughs> um, I'm running for state assembly. Wonderful. So I what? NBD. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. deal. Um, the election is in November. Don't forget to vote. No. Don't forget to vote. Um, I've always been interested in public service. I have always, for most of my life, I've known that I wanted to enter a public service. My, my parents were both public servants. Um, Sandy Hook was a big turning moment in my life when I knew I was definitely going to run for office. 
So I've just been waiting for the right time. And honestly, this year it was like enough, enough of my keyboard warrior, like being a keyboard warrior. Yeah. Like I've got to do it. If I'm going to be out there saying things I don't like about our current representatives and what's happening, I have to put my money where my mouth is. Right. So I, I'm running for state assembly and I really hope to make a difference. Um, and fight for some things that I really feel very passionately about. Well, the world's really easy going right now, so yeah. I think it's the perfect time to take this leap. There's no stress. There's yeah. nothing going on. You'll be fine. Way to go. Thanks. That's simple That's amazing and inspirational. We love it. Okay. Last but not least. Hi, my name is Jessica Malevi. I am a lifelong Monmouth County resident. I live in Lincroft with my husband and two daughters who are nine and five. And I am the co-founder with Adrian of Mod 39. And, you know, I think that I describe this journey, which I think it really is for every woman, um, as... I'm the woman who kind of became the stay-at-home mom by accident um, <laughs> for my life at, in the corporate world, uh, from Neiman Marcus in the very beginning to uh, a tenure that means everything to me at Saks Fifth Avenue for almost 15 years, a uh, journey that led me from assistant buyer to basically the VP level and managing women's uh, ready-to-wear buyers, and then seeing the fallout of the department store world. And from there, for the last to, you know, six years, six, seven years trying to find my new home. And I tried the startup life with Rent the Runway and I learned a ton about e-commerce business. And then I moved on to the wholesale side of the business, but I missed the connection with the with the final customer. And then, you know, as life events in my own family and having two daughters and the world, you know, happened over the last few years, I used the time under COVID to kind of bring it back to basics and say, what do I want to be when I grow up. And the simple answer is a shopkeeper and like a merchant. That's what I love doing. And fortunately, the opportunities came together with my lifelong friend and partner now, Adrian, to, to launch this. And we're coming up this fall on a year in business. And I think we're just getting started. So. Oh I God. love it. Um, I love that too. And a very, you know, tugs at our heartstrings being that we have spent the last almost two decades between us working in fashion recruitment. So, um, and as we alluded to earlier, have probably definitely yours and many of your other resumes in our inboxes. Um, so I love that storyline because that is kind of what we preach all the time. And also something that Jamie and I, the reason why the Dreamcatchers was born is from a sentence that you said where, um, you, you, your corporate life just came to a screeching halt. Mm -hmm. yeah. And ironically, I can say this in this community because we are all mammoth made prior to the pandemic, when you chose to move to a suburban area that was a far commute from New York city and you had a, a, a very intense job, a lot of parents, and I will say be lovingly women had to take a step, what was that? A step back. <laughs> I hope that a made the 
bitches are out. Um, you know, how to take a step back because they just couldn't do the same commute. And, you know, ironically, I think a silver lining, which we are still too far away from seeing, um, will be that people can balance their job in Manhattan and or a Manhattan based job and live wherever they like, where we get to live is the most special place, um, without that same guilt and or obligation that, that ended your stint. Um, however, the, the ingenious because of that, that happened was obviously a blessing in disguise with mod 39 what? and what you're, yeah, and what you're able that. to do it. That is an animal. Um, <laughs> it is a cicada, but it might be a dinosaur. It's fine. In Bergen County, we Ming. say cicada. Um, okay. Agree. And then Okay, so to segue a bit, I'd love to hear from everyone. Our favorite first question, in fact, the first question we ask on every single episode of The Dreamcatchers, which Ming could probably know better, I think is nearing 70 episodes. Um, we ask our guests what they wanted to be when they grew up. So, you know, I think what I love about this question is that it forces us to take that step back to remember what is it that we wanted to do and what is it that we're doing now? Because, you know, and that's going to be my follow question to all of you because we're on a panel because there's many of us typically we would spend more time kind of getting from a to b but i'd love to hear from you what you wanted to be and what you do now and if you can quickly give us where that aha moment happened right so you could say similar to mm -hmm. shannon said you know i spent many years in advertising i love that storyline i don't need to hear like all mm -hmm. of it i'd love to hear what you wanted to be and what you do now and how you kind of came to that aha moment because what we find to be the most fascinating is that even if you never thought of it this way, likely something about what you wanted to be when you grew up, even if it's like buried somewhere deep, has something to do with what you do now. Well, and I would think that it could or be the a direct good, opposite. Like, <laughs> I think it's a good start since she still has the mic. She said, yeah. you know, was your earliest memory that you wanted to be a shopkeeper, that you wanted to have your own store? Yeah. You know, I was fortunate. My, my great aunt, who basically was like my second grandmother, um, she taught fashion merchandising at the Berkeley College in North Jersey. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the family business, I was her child model at the Willowbrook Mall fashion <laughs> show sure. when I was young. Aww. So I think there was like a little, you know, intuitiveness, you know, into the industry. You know, of course, I wanted to be a soap opera star at one point and, you know, various <laughs> other things. But I, there was something that always drew me to this industry. My first, you know, real job, aside from, you know, being a clerk in my dad's law office, you know, which he had no choice but to hire me to get me out of the house uh, for my mom was, you know, at the Gap at the Grove. And, you know, and I worked there like summers in the off seasons, you know, between college, yeah, you know, high school sports. Yeah. Very, good very good folder. Very good folder. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so there was always something that drew me through it. But I think when I was in college, at Boston College as a, um, as a marketing major, it was that what I ended up seeing was how like the retail world encompassed all the aspects of the business, you know, a curriculum that I was, you know, taking. And that really kind of, you know, I loved seeing how finance came together with the marketing, with the, you know, human resources aspect of how you, you know, you manage your employees. And it, that's really where it like really was like, this is where I want to go and what I want to do. And I took a huge leap, um, moving to Dallas, Texas when I graduated from college and starting at Neiman Marcus, ending up wanting to come back home to Monmouth County in the, you know, general New York, New Jersey area and ending up at Saks Fifth Avenue. But what I, 
I think what always was the part of it was like, how do I satisfy that customer? And like, how, how do I be part of the, of their journey, their own style journey? And over the last few years, we've just seen everybody's shopping habits changed. I mean, I used to have my car on autopilot to the Short Hills Mall like every weekend. And, you know, as much as I still have a soft spot for that place in my heart, that's yogurt. not how we shop anymore. We don't have time to yeah, go to malls. <laughs> and I yeah, there's red but I mean even the, the the trips into the cities with our moms and our grandmothers mm-hmm. to the big department stores and you know one by one they're disappearing yeah. and you know I think that what over the last few years what kind of was deep down in me was how how do we find a new platform for women to shop how do we surface the best of the best that we've been trained to find in the market and bring it to everybody that we know around us Mm -hmm. and really to be honest the the covid situation Mm -hmm. gives the time to really think through that and and to come up with these ideas and how we you know really utilize a platform to surface it and not only just show you the product but how to style it and incorporate it into your life and that's really what mod 39 is all about Adrian, you scored a big one with this yes, one. Yes, Adrian. Yeah. All right, Adrian. She's actually, a keeper. I'm gonna give you the. I'm gonna ask you to go next because I want to know then to couple with that what you what your earliest memory is. Adrian's like I wanted to be. I a, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, a mermaid. <laughs> actually, when I when I was younger, I thought I would be a lawyer, which I ended up marrying. So my husband <laughs> is a lawyer. Some but, um, so somehow is. I got there. Um, and then when I was in college, I studied international studies and I was a French and art history double minor, which is strange, but I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I would, I wanted to like work for the UN. Like I loved the movie Sabrina and thought like mm-hmm. I was going to, you know, move to wherever Paris and, you know, be a translator or something. But I always had a passion for fashion and, you know, that's sort of in my blood. Like my great, great grandfather was a tailor on fifth Avenue and came from Italy and was a master tailor. And, I love that. you know, my grandmother, um, took design, uh, in the city at FI, I don't know if it was FIT or persons. Like, I don't remember my grandmother grew up in the city, but, um, I just always had that passion. And so eventually as I got into my, the end of my tenure in college, I knew I wanted to be a buyer. I wasn't sure how to do that. Um, and I started Did my... Did you know that there was a lot of math in buying at no. the time? Yes. I did not. I love this conversation. I love this conversation. I had I no to buy, idea. I want to be a I buyer. I love to shop. And I'm like, you, you know that you need to know Excel, though. Yes. Like, yeah. let's just talk this through. And they're like, wait, what now? Yeah. No, no, no do like, not. You need to take an Excel course. I pass that retail. Retail math is Neiman Marcus. No joke. Oh, God. That, that was the first yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I did not have the same background as Jessica. So when I started, I ended up going to, I worked at Nordstrom and I was like a, in on the floor. I became a manager. And then my family had a boutique in Asbury, like way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started my corporate career at Saks. And that was like, yes, that's when I was like introduced to Excel and was like, oh, I'm going to go to Jessica and be like, what? I got you. You need to like help me. And like, we, <laughs> it was like a whole new world. But I loved it and I worked my butt off. I would eat, sleep, and dream about Excel and like how to pivot table. Yes. Yeah. My, yes. And taught myself yeah. all of that stuff. <laughs> um, 
to kind of hone that piece of, of the business because you have you have to be a merchant. You have to run your business. Like that's part of it. It's not just like picking out the product, even though that's like my passion. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know when I had that aha moment. I, I had um, a family friend who was a merchandiser for children's brands. And she was like, you're interested in fashion? Come and intern for me. Mm-hmm. And after that, you know, I was like specking out garments for kids clothes for like the children's place and all these random mm-hmm. things. Um, but I knew I loved it. And then when I got to Saks, I just was like, this is what I wanted to do and what I was meant to be. And I just worked really hard to, to get myself there to become a buyer. Um, and that was probably one of the most pivotal points in my career. Um, I think we were both extremely fortunate for the time that we were at Saks, yeah. you know, in the early 2000s that in a sense, it was really the heyday of department store business. You know, we had we had survived a lot. I mean, <laughs> quite honestly, I mean, you look back on I came to Saks in February of 2001. Making it to 2002 was yeah. a huge deal, uh, you know, given the climate of the country, you know, at that point. And so... There, it was always said that the people who rose through the ranks in that decade, we started at the bottom. So we had we had to learn our way up, and and we really did. But but through that, when two thousand eight came around again, we had already persevered. So we had that 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 grit in us, and we could we knew we could do it again. And I think that what we really learned was really how to connect with that customer and how to really hone in on bringing the right product to the right people at the right place at the right time and that's you know that's what we're all about right now like it's, yeah, exactly you know it's not about buying something that you might want in six months it's about what you need today yeah. it's going to make you happy that's going to be something you're going to wear out tomorrow or to, you know in two nights from now because this is you know where you know we're going and like that's really what you know what we foresee so I've heard the high stretched out yoga pants no but we'll get you <laughs> new ones but like it's really like just, for years to be clear i'm just trying to bring it all back yeah we heard the whole thing of the you all know, you know like for years the industry has tried to correct you know the buy now wear now moment and yeah. like there's nothing like you know the industry being knocked down totally through covid to say we can do this now like yeah. everything is buy now wear now like we don't nobody needs to think and mark something down you know six months in advance you know right. so that's or go really to Gap on tuesdays when they would right when they would put stuff on sale i remember that <laughs> um eva you can go next what did you want to be when you grew up <laughs> it's not as exciting but i wanted to be a teacher um, and I did that. <laughs> I did that for a little bit, but unfortunately for my, well, unfortunately, but fortunately, because here I am now, um, when I graduated school, college, I went to Hofstra in New York, there was a hiring freeze across the five boroughs. So you literally could not get a full-time job. Mm-hmm. I was waitressing. And it was, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was a slow Sunday afternoon and my manager was like, smooth it up with the table, talk to the table, talk to the table, everybody, you got to talk to the table. So I spent the whole afternoon talking to this one couple. They were asking me everything about what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be. That's, and that's the type of person I am, by the way, I'm like weirdly talking to the waitress, like, what do you really want to be doing? Like, they were <laughs> so 
sweet. Like, it was like, like my barista yeah. Starbucks. I'm like, tell me about your dream job. Like, <laughs> so they were just the sweetest older couple ever. I spent this rainy Sunday afternoon. They were like my only table. I was talking to them and I was talking about my frustrations with the hiring freeze. And after I gave them the check, I'm like, I may cry saying it. The husband was like, well, what do you know? She is a principal at a school in Queens and they invited me in for an interview and gave me a job. Oh my God. I'm going to cry. It's the best, right? They gave me a job and not only do they give me a job, but my very good friend that was waitressing with me on that rainy Sunday afternoon, I went to the kitchen. I was like, oh my God, they invited me for an interview. She came out with her freaking resume. She carried it around and she gave it to them. They hired her too. Oh. Not full time though, because there was a hiring freeze. So they specifically cut you like one hour of the day. You know what I mean? Like right. instead of working like eight to three, you worked like eight to two. So but it was impossible funny. to get a job. And me and my very good friend, well, that took a chance on you. They did, and it was that. amazing. One of the one of the theories Marissa and I have is that most people that set out to be a teacher end up teaching in some way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even if you don't end up becoming like a kindergarten teacher, you know, I wanted to be a teacher at some points in my life, and I know I. Don't, I never taught a classroom, but I've taught dance and now I educate and collaborate and do this kind of work and speak in front of others and engage others. And now I actually, Marissa and I just started teaching at Brookdale. So we are actual teachers. Um, it took a little bit of time to get here, but we got there. Um, but I do think that people that set out to be a teacher, there's something innate that you end up want like, getting there somehow in some way. I yeah. Listen to this podcast of yours with the mental health. Yeah. Professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that's, that's awesome. And so when did you start your current business then? If, like when did you leave teaching and then when did you start? So your business? it was, it was a weird time, I guess. Anybody at the table want to be a teacher in 2007? <laughs> so um, when I moved back to New Jersey, I was not going to commute to Queens. So I started my hunt for New Jersey, but it was not a good time for the education pr- profession in 2009, 2007, 2009. It was not a good time. So fortunately, like I had other jobs here and there, got married, had kids, um, anticipated going back to teaching, got my New Jersey certification um, and just started making stuff. I mean, I guess the kindergarten teacher and me wanted to craft and do and make and um, all that stuff. And um, it started out with, you know, me forcing my gifts on everybody for Christmas. And then after that, people asking for more. And then after that, like I would put my little stamp on the back, I would get random people just say, Hey, I saw your stamp on the back of this. Can I get something? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. wait, whoa, (laughs) this is some hold the phone. People Mm -hmm. want my stuff. That's not my family. (laughs) And it was a very natural progression that I never saw coming. And here I am, like you built your website under the table at the craft fair, right? I did. You remember Shannon? Yeah. I did like a little craft show thinking nobody would buy my stuff. And then people came up to me asking me like what my business name was. (laughs) I didn't have one. I was like, Oh my God. I'm like group messaging, like all my like, you know, sorority girls. (gasps) Okay. What should my name be? (laughs) We need an email address. (laughs) And it was like so wild how it, it seemed like it wasn't going to turn into anything, but now I'm happy to say that I'm very busy and I didn't get to jump in the shower till six o'clock today. Cause I was in my garage covered in sawdust. Maybe. So I'm, 
And great for her title. Covered in sawdust. Covered in sawdust. Yes. Yes. Oh, That's my it. mantra. And here we that. are. Like oh, and I also want to say that um, <laughs> the Dreamcatchers did have a... You guys really did help me a lot because mm-hmm. when I came to Fairhaven, I really didn't know anybody. Um, I'm not a very outgoing person. I feel like I keep to myself a lot. You guys made me go to that show. You're like, do it. You pushed my menorah, Hanukkah decorations. <laughs> and now most of my business is Fairhaven. Mm-hmm. And I want to keep it that way. Yeah. I'd much rather do my local mm-hmm. community than anything else. I'm very, Aww, very proud so of that. Thank you, guys. Thank you <laughs> yeah, Marissa and I... As Carla was saying earlier, we love to just continuously add stuff to our plate, like, because we're just crazy and crazy and crazy. I noticed that. And one of the <laughs> things that we, we share the holiday boutique at the temple in, in Rumson, and Eva was a vendor there three years ago. It was like one, I think probably our leading vendor, if not number two. You won? I think you, you won. won. Oh, you last year I did. Yeah. Mm. So she's like either one or two every single year mm. um, and sells these gorgeous, you know, handmade, beautiful mm. signs. And actually, Versus and I were talking before we went on air about our Hanukkah sign with the menorah that you move, you know, this little beautiful beaded mini bracelet over as the nights could progress. Oh. And my kids love that. And we put it out on our mantle and it's so, so sweet. I love it. Yeah, it's I hope awesome. The, I hope the boutique is in person this year. I hope so too. We're working on it. So. We're working we, on we it. We are toying with dates in November. It's something that we usually start planning in June mm-hmm. and, you know, like everything else. <laughs> we're just not sure. Yeah. And it's a Day lot of work to then have to cancel. So we're right. just, so, you day. know, it's going to be the type of thing where if vendors that I've had before can be there Swing on it. this day, right. then Maybe we'll make the best of it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Maybe I'll learn that I don't have to work for six months to promote it. I could just yeah. work for Two weeks. Could yeah, that would be, be nice. nice. <laughs> totally, would be nice. Like everything else, right? 2020 and 2021 taught. All right, Veronica, what did you want to be when you grew up? Did you want to be a photographer? Mm-hmm. There? No. No. <laughs> no um, I'm definitely not one of those people that, like, you know, sometimes when you talk to somebody who's a photographer, they're like, I've been taking pictures since I was in the womb, you know? Right, right. And I just was never me. But, um, yeah, I didn't start taking pictures until I was probably, like, 17, 18, disposable cameras, um, little, like, point-and-shoot Nikon things, and then, like, it just naturally progressed into, like, a bigger camera. I spent more money. Um, I went to school for health and exercise science, so I thought that I wanted to be a nutritionist. I was an athlete. I was a gymnast. I just loved, like, that whole field. Like, I wanted to, like, help athletes, like, you know, have, like proper nutrition and like have all these plans and like talk to people on how to be healthy and, um, which I still do incorporate in my life now. I just don't, um, <laughs> the cicadas on your face. Get it to your face. Let me, yeah. Oh my God. The animal okay. Let me let, let me, <laughs> Oh God, it's over here now. Eat it? <laughs> the tiki torches are out. <laughs> I'm just glad it wasn't me because I would have thrown literally this and I would have been out. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I guess, but when I was a kid, I really, I mean, I'm still this way. I love animals. I wanted to be a vet and I just, I mean, once I got older and I remember even after doing like the health and exercise science and like trying to do like nutrition and everything like that, 
that field was so difficult. Like the classes were so hard. It was like biology. It was like anatomy with like, I was just so crazy. It was like all nurses. I'm like, yeah, I'm not, it's not me. I, this is really hard. And I took a break my junior year in college to, and I took a photography class. It was film. I developed my own film and I loved it. I just loved it. And it just kind of went from there. And it was just a hobby. I mean, I just took some pictures of like, you know, vacation, travel, things like that. Um, and then I started taking photos of bands and I started taking pictures of my food and like, it just kind of went from there. And in between me finding what I wanted to do, I was a bartender. Mm -hmm. So I just, I bartended for a long time. And one of the girls who I bartended with was a wedding photographer. And she's like, I really need a second shooter for this Saturday wedding. And back then, like 2009, 2008, like weddings were like wedding photography was not cool. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like something you were like aspiring to do. I'm like, uh, I guess I'll help you. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I did. And I started to do a lot of second shooting for like local photographers and it just kind of went from there. And I decided that I can do this myself. I'm like, I'm going to open up my own, my own thing. And I started my business in like 2009. My now husband was my boyfriend at the time. I'm like, Hey, can you just like help me on this wedding that I have? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, sure. I'll come with you. And it literally still photographs weddings with me. So funny. (laughs) But I was telling Carla that like, I've managed to literally create this perfect second shooter. I have molded him in the last seven years. He knows like, where to be. He's, his portraits are amazing. He's just so solid. And we've been able to just work together. He's, That's what we all try to say about our Yeah, husband. right? Yeah. <laughs> right? He like mold them into this like perfect... Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love that. But yeah, my, I mean, I wanted to be a vet. I thought that was something that I was interested in. And then I realized that or a vet assistant, mm-hmm. that vet assistants put animals to sleep. Oh. I was like, yeah, no. I'm good Opposite. on that. Yep. Um, I'm very, like, I'm highly empathetic and emotional, sensitive. Like, that was not my jam. <laughs> I have a lot of animals. Got four chickens. I have two dogs. I just actually lost my bunny. She did. I met Prairie. Right. She was a sweet She was sweetheart. a very sweet, sweet rabbit. So, um, yeah. I mean, I would probably have a farm if I had the space but you know so yours is a toughie to correlate but I'm gonna give it a go give it tell me so you know this is somebody that wanted to be a vet which in in, in innately means you want to help others yes. right you wanted mm-hmm. to help yes in this case animals mm-hmm. and th- I said this before we were on air and I did not know this is where we were going oh. so that's what makes me good at my job yeah you're welcome mm-hmm. <laughs> is yep. Is there something very, very special about your wedding photographer? Mm-hmm. There's like a bond there. It's like, by the way, I equate my wedding photographer. I've done this before and I will do it on air with like your postpartum nurse. Mm-hmm. There's like something about that person that like you will never, mm-hmm. ever, ever yeah. recover from like that connection that you have with like mm-hmm. your postpartum nurse mm-hmm. or like your wedding photographer. There's, they're just inside your most intimate yeah. moments. Yeah. And so you are helping people yeah. kind of create these memories at their, at their wedding. So it's yeah. a totally different kind of helping, but it yeah. is a very important role that you're playing for somebody. It's at a their... positive, vulnerable moment. Yeah. Yeah. Life. So I. To. So one of the questions I remember reading was like, "What is your pa- like your superpower or something yeah. like that?" And I really do like I. I thought I really had to think about it, but it is like I feel like people 
are very vulnerable around me mm-hmm. and like they feel safe with me. So I like, mm-hmm. I really do take that as like a superpower. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like a lot of my like reviews from brides have been, you know, they, that I've made them feel very comfortable mm-hmm. and like not stressed. And I'm like, all right, this is, this is good. You yeah. Know, I feel like Where were you you've on? just kind of like washed mm. this calm <laughs> over me for, you know, on a very hectic day. And I was like, all right, yeah. this is, this is it. I love that. I'll take one more piece to that if you don't mind. Yeah. So I think about you wanting to be a vet and I think about you wanting to be, you were a gymnast and then wanting to work in health and nutrition. Mm-hmm. And that's all really, those are all very vital things, mm-hmm. right? Until you realize the studies that had to go back behind it. Right. It's very vital, very, um, Life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their job's about life. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So I hear somebody that is a photographer and I think about how they capture us living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that although on paper your story doesn't correlate, mm-hmm. the emotion that goes into the things that you were interested in are actually all directly connected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm sure you would love taking a picture of my puppy. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I think <laughs> you celebrating moments in life mm-hmm. and capturing them is really very similar to what you thought you wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and in all fairness, we say this all the time. When we are kids, we do not have the Rolodex of all the different types of jobs that are out mm-hmm. there. We only have the ones that we see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like we, we've talked about this already. Like you yeah, said, your great grandfather was a tailor. Yeah. You know, we, we're looking at our mentors, our parents, mm-hmm. our parents, friends, our grandparents, what do they do? Like, what are their jobs? Sure. And that's all we know. Right. And then if we're lucky, we get an education in college, right? Mm-hmm. Of like some options. But other than that, we're on our own. Yeah. yeah. We had this conversation. My job wasn't even a thing to major in in college. I didn't know it existed until no. I literally stumbled yep. into advertising sales. I think now in the last decade, it's actually become a major. But back then it was like PR or marketing. Like which that was me. Yep. And, and I always say I wish I'm I knew lo- about ad sales. Right. That was you a good role. Yeah. I'm lucky I chose the lucrative route. Yes. Yeah, you know, yes. Oh, I know. Which is why I left it behind, girl. That's why I'm a recruiter. Um, which is also not a lucrative route. Um, whoops. Um, sorry, Gabe. So, anywho. Okay. Um, I like that correlation. That was actually really good. Yeah. That was good. I like that one. Um, I, I admittedly don't remember Carla's answer to this question. I don't think it was asked like that. It was more like how you started and how you ended up here. Okay, so um, tell us, what did you want to be when you grew up? Was it... Was it owning goats? Did you want to? Did you want to be a beekeeper? She owned a goat. It's amazing. Did you want to be? You guys have. You guys are so smart, brilliant, but uh, everybody here. But you guys have like a good eye for like catching these moments. I love that. and talking about the mentors, you know, like I adore my father and my father is an attorney. Um, and I wanted to be, I wanted to be a lawyer. Right. Um, I wanted to make him proud. Yeah. So I was always a wild child, middle child. I have an older brother, a uh, huge career, electronic engineer, living in Japan for years, now lives in France. My baby brother, 
um, economics, finance, works for a hedge fund in London. Wow. Um, you know, very different. Opposite. And here I come, middle child. That's when I was talking about my middle child too. Fits right in, like middle child, like wild, very creative all the time. But um, I just, I needed to fit in. I was like, I need to make my dad proud. And he's an attorney, so I'm going to be one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to be an attorney. Dad. He's like, really? Okay. I'm, you know, great. Supported me the entire time. And I was cutting class. I was literally cutting class. I started to go and prepare to get into, to start studying. And my mom found me one day dancing, <laughs> like in the middle of the day with all my girlfriends and then called my dad. My parents were divorced at the time. And they're like, your daughter, your daughter that says that she wants to be an attorney like you, she's dancing in the middle of the day. My dad came and talked to me, sat me down. Listen, I don't, you're not going to fool me. You're fooling yourself. What do you want to mm. do? Whatever it is that you want to do, just tell me. I'll support you hundred percent. I never thought he would say something like that, mm-hmm. but he just wanted to see me happy. Mm-hmm. So then, um, I said like, I'll give you a week do you need two do you need a month what do you need and I said like a week is good because I was ready to tell him what I wanted to be but back then being a chef was not what it is today now you say today oh I'm a chef or I'm the owner of this restaurant I'd be like oh my god you're a chef you know back then he was like ah oh. And I come from Peru, a very conservative country, when if you were not a doctor, an attorney, or an engineer, you were nobody. So it was very shocking for my dad to say, like, okay, you can be a chef. And I said, like, all right, but I want to be a pastry chef. (laughs) And then he said, like, how about we go happy medium? You go and you got your diploma for, like, culinary arts and everything. And if you love it so much, then you go back and you go back to pastry. And that's what I did. CIA in New York City mm-hmm. and I went back to the high school in in the city and uh, I became a chef now it's funny how what I wanted to be yes I cook from scratch for the holidays do I cook from scratch every day absolutely not yeah. because I have no time because <laughs> I run a farm because that's also part of my dream we grew up living in the city but we have a house out in the country when I grew up riding horses and I loved it that's mm-hmm. what made me happy yeah. so um, I have a lot of like how I was built now, enjoying it freely that I can say, this is what I wanted to do without having to apologize to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, with my husband, we're happy with the farm and the part of the creative, like the culinary is now in the book. Mm-hmm. So yeah. my dad is super proud, of course. Cool. I love that. Uh, and so everybody. Cool. And when I told my dad that I want to open a farm, do you want to be my investor? He was like, wait, what? <laughs> so tell me about the project. And then he's like, I think you're going to kill it. And and he's so proud. And mm-hmm. he's like, you're my wild child, but I love you because <laughs> you are so street smart. Your brothers, book smart. You, street smart. I love that. So, you know, and that's how I ended up doing it. You know what, what I, I love about you, Carla, is that you have, you've built such a loyal, um, you know, social media following, which as a cook or as a chef now is, is so important to have a presence where people can see you making a recipe, mm-hmm. yes. which I think is, is like this generation's version. Like I grew up, fun fact, obsessed, <laughs> like, a, like an OCD obsession with food television. I've been watching like food TV since Graham care. And 
and I will date myself. If anybody knows who Graham Kerr is, this is a chef. It's called the Galloping Gourmet. He was a chef in the 70s and the 80s, and I would watch on like PBS, like for fun <laughs> at like eight. Okay. <laughs> and my mom is true. And and like Jan can cook. And these oh, yeah. original. This is Bobby Flay was the first ever mm-hmm. on the Food Network, mm-hmm. and I was like watching the Food Network before it was like cool to watch the yeah. Food Network. Yeah. And there's something so calming about mm-hmm. watching someone cook for most people, I think for me. And the fact that you're able to tie that culinary background into your farm and bring your recipes with your product to the public is such a unique thing that you were able to marry the two. I, I want to hear you your were, marry. I think you were writing chapters mm-hmm. this entire time. I agree. And something that I talk about all the time professionally and personally in some of my side hustles is our story is written before we arrive, right? Yeah. So we just don't read the chapters until it's our time to read the chapters. So if you listen to Carla speak about her career and her journey, it's like as if she's gotten to like chapter seven <laughs> and it makes total sense that all these things, yes. you know, I mean, it, it, hearing your story is like the definition of hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So it makes 1000% sense that you are, are utilizing your culture, your heritage, your original passions, the things that made you feel joyful and, and, and creating a, a business or a direct to consumer audience and then taking your, your culinary skills and, and, and creating a way that's user friendly because that's, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say, I mean, sure, I'm sure there aren't that many lawyers that dance in the middle of the day, but <laughs> they should, they probably should, right? Um, but <laughs> I think that that was a pure lesson in you listening to your own soul. And I think a lot of people that are from cultures that are maybe not as creative or not as free free spirited right it speaks volumes that your father supported you that way and because of that because of his support look how many people you have indirectly inspired through that platform Mm -hmm. so you know what he has a lot to be proud of because whether it's just all of the hot honey that was consumed (laughs) in my house (laughs) in 2020 or the salted caramel I mean I I would be like making chamomile tea with that like I would be putting it in all things just (laughs) because um I just feel like your journey is a gift and for, for, and your user friendly recipes, which I'm excited about, um, to be accessible in a book form, it's just going to make so much sense because now that you have the social media following, God willing, you'll have immediate success with everyone wanting your book. Mm. Thank you. And luckily for us, you're on the dream catchers twice. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Look Thank that. you. Look at that. Yeah, and, all, and the book comes with all stories too. Like how the stories get to me, how, you know, a lot of like my childhood stories, even the dancing, trying yeah. to be an attorney stories. <laughs> when does the pre-order start? Is there a pre-order? So we, I, I had a talk with my publicist today. The book is getting printed right now. Nice. It's a huge shortage of paper oh, no. in the country. Oh. Um, but I mean, it is either last week of October, first week wood? of November. Can you do it? <laughs> yeah. Can, you Can you print, print the book? Glow for? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I need wood stands for the book. Yes. So we have to talk. Oh, <laughs> collab, collab. I need those. <laughs>
Yeah. I love it. Thank well, you. by the way, as Ming joked before, remember when I said 15 minutes? Uh, we haven't, we still have not gotten to everyone's aha moment, no. which we, we will get there. And then what we're going to do is wrap this mm -hmm. and just talk a little bit more about what makes us mammoth made. And that'll be the, the end of our conversation. But I think this, I don't want to cut this short because I love this so much because I wanted to get over to this side and, and be able to hear from you ladies and about coming your way. what yeah. you wanted to be when you grew up Sorry. and what you're doing now and how you got there. So I um, still remember a conversation that I had with my mom when I was in high school. It was getting ready for college. And she said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to be a teacher. And she kind of gave me this look like, uh, okay, um, why? And I was like, think of the bulletin boards. Think of the, think of the seasonal bulletin boards and everyone's name on it. And she's like, okay. Let's find something else because there are you, like, you don't really have the patience level for small children, but let's find a creative outlet and then get a different job. And I thought, Oh, I was crushed. I thought like, I, I have glue sticks ready. Like I'm ready. Like, <laughs> let me do this. And she was just kind of like tired. Let's just think this through. And so I ended up majoring in business management. And while I have a full-time job now separate from my shop, I always needed that creative outlet separate from what I was doing for a career. So I needed to have both. I couldn't just have a job and come home and put my feet up and rest. I always wanted to be... Mm -hmm. I was making scrapbooks for people back in the day That's when that was the thing. Yeah. None, none of us are quite... None of us are the yeah. putting our feet up yeah. at, the, yeah. at the end of the day. So I always just needed that creative outlet separate from my real job. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I did not major in teaching. I didn't... That was kind of the end of that conversation. Yeah. But it was just funny to me that that's why I wanted to do it. So I always just had that... Like my grandmother was a sewer and mm -hmm. so we always did those kind of projects together. So I think it, to your point of like the journey that you are seeing what other people in your family did, yeah. she was always very crafty. She was making dresses for me and things like that. So I always wanted to have that avenue, but still have something else. Yeah. So I think so that's... Mother of two. Mother of two, two boys. Good morning, America spot. And just out of curiosity for the staffing and recruiter over here, what is the day job? My day job is an executive assistant. So that also, so I think... also the bulletin boards. Well, it also plays into my work is his work. My, my, I'm, I'm always working on his projects or his mm -hmm. things. And that's why I needed my shop because that was mine. That was yeah. my work. Mm -hmm. That was my projects. Yeah. That was yeah. my, my own mm -hmm. thing separate from, you know, being someone's assistant, you're just doing, doing their, their work. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're just doing yep. their air, yep. your, you know, their projects. So that's actually when I opened my Etsy shop, when I started with, um, this executive assistant position, because it was like, okay, I can do that during the day, but I need something that's mine. Mm -hmm. I yeah. need something that I can have as my own. I love um, that. so that's my day job. You Love know, it. Marissa and I, I recently coined this and I, I say it almost every episode now is if you can't find the dream job, you have to find the dream in the job. So I think that one of the things that we all can attest to here is, you know, and I think this is, and then we'll end with Aaron and, and we can wrap this part of the, of the conversation. But I think, you know, we've all kind of talked to how we don't necessarily do the thing that we thought we wanted to do when we grew up, but we have been able to find that dream in what we do now. And that is the advice that we give to our candidates every day mm -hmm. is it's okay. If it's not the dream job, none of us are doing our dream job. My, my brother-in-law would be a rock and roll drummer if he was have if he had his dream job. Sure. It's true. Um, you know, my husband would be a film film director and he works 
ish in film toys, like kind of, you know, so it's a way to find the dream and the job. And David for us, is gigging. yes, gigging. yes, David is gigging. I made a very beautiful logo. It's called not a band at K N O T like, like nautical, not get it. Where's not he going to be next? Mom, Mom is made not a band. Soon to be, I don't want disclaimer. It's not official, but I definitely could maybe potentially see them at Val's. Okay. Oh, in the fall. oh, oh I will be into Val's. I, I mean, a band of Val's is good on the calendar. Do so. they need keychains? <laughs> <laughs> like Can you make like a drum cover for his drum? I don't know. <laughs> Anything can happen. We could get a we could get a like a crafty <laughs> drum cover. It needs to say "Not a Band" on his drum. That's <laughs> the next <laughs> thing. Um, oh yes, yes. Groupy <laughs> tees and a band cover, a uh, drum cover. Very um, all right, Aaron, your last but not least. What did you want to be when you grew up? I have a guess. I'm gonna make this easy okay. for you. If you have a copy of the seventh grade yearbook from Frankfurt <laughs> International School, where I lived in the seventh grade. I signed your yearbook, Aaron Howard, future president of the USA. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> wow. I don't know how I came up with good body, good mommy, though. Right, right. <laughs> that, was, that was a stretched out pant moment. That was, that that was, that was moment. running frustrations. Listen, that there was, have been presidents that have been other things. Yes. Like, you know, yes. actors. You know, a few other things, but I mean, that I think, I think, for you to have said that in seventh grade is awesome. Mm. You're manifesting it. You know, that's another one like teaching. Like I talk about this with my girlfriend Jerry, who you know, um, she is on the Fairhaven School Board now, but she knew from a very young age, like she wanted to be in politics or public service or something for like a very young age. And she was actually on the podcast. We did a working moms episode and she was on it and she talked about how she always wanted to be and then she ended up being an attorney but now is on the school board and she serves the community that way um, but I think that's another one like teaching that you kind of know that at a very young age that you want to lead in some way but not just be a leader in an office but like lead in a community way um, so I love that you're doing that I commend you. you it's brave um, my best friend from college uh, was on the town council in her town um, after I don't know she went to school for uh, she has like 75 degrees um and i know it was a, a real pinnacle moment for her i mean obviously you're doing something a little, a little larger than that but you know she was in the city of rye which is a, a, a well-known town and it was a real joy for her it was a real joy and she was always focused on that you know and i, I think there's something to be said about public service i mean i'm going to go with and i say this belovingly for all of us you're the only one at the table that wanted to do that right? <laughs> An iota of it. Yeah. And that's why we have to respect those that do that work mm -hmm. because so much of us are not cut out for it. No different than I'm not going to be an open heart surgeon, right? You have to be who you're meant to be. And we're thankful that but other I think people we all can, step can into share. I think we all can share. And then we're going to wrap the live evening that we saw a need and we filled that need, right? So yeah. what that we all can share. So you, for example, said earlier, which I believe very strongly, and I'm on the PTA board in Fairhaven is I'm not going to sit here and complain that I don't like what's happening in the schools. If I don't like it, I'm going to fix it. That's just who I am. It's who, how I'm built. Right. So if that's not your nature, but it, your, it is your nature to see that there's this need in women's fashion or this need in personalized, um, gifts or, mm -hmm. you know, um, a local place for 
for kids to go and families to gather and women to have a photographer that like gets it. We're like putting together baskets of amazing curated, you know, beautiful stuff. It's, we saw a need and we filled a need. And that's, our dad has always said that to us as he's been our CEO. Shopping online at 1135 PM. Right. You know, our dad's our CEO. He's been doing staffing for 50 years. And you know, he, that was always his, he has two mantras. One is see a need, fill a need. And the other is everyone you meet's a candidate or a client, um, which is so true. And meaning everyone you talk to, you could help in some way or they can help you. Um, and I think we all have that in common and that's why we're here. So thank you for this part of the conversation. For those of you that want to hear the rest of the conversation about what makes these ladies Monmouth made, why they chose to open their businesses here in Monmouth County and just hear the end of our chat. Please check us out and where you find all your podcasts. And thank you to Ming from a shared universe for doing our sound and Monmouth made for having us tonight. And we'll see you there. All right. So I think our live feed will be wrapped now. So everyone can shake it off a little bit. So I, can, I can like fully blot my face now, but the sound is still being captured. Sound is still being captured. So what I want to do just to wrap our conversation, because that portion ended up taking a long time. Um, but I do think that our, um, a lot of what was said is really good, you know, for our audience to hear is I want to go around one more time and let everyone just say a little bit about why Monmouth County. So like, for example, some of you have said that you're from here originally or what brought you here? What made you decide to open your brand here in Monmouth County? And, um, you know, I know we sent a bunch of questions that led us here. If in this conversation, you feel the need to say one of the two following things, and I'll, I'll help cue you. One is what brought you here to Monmouth County. The second layer of the question is if you have a superpower, which, uh, I think Veronica was talking about it or a mantra that you want to share, anything that you want to talk about, um, that you think that listeners would feel inspirational, you know, inspiration from. And the last part of that is your brand crush. So that those are our last kind of major questions. And the brand crush is, you know, is there another Monmouth County brand? You know, in this particular case, I'd love to keep it local. Yeah. No pressure. If you don't have one off the top of your head, that's cool. But if you have one, I'd love to hear it. Um, those are going to be the last things that we talk about. And so also your mom- not for nothing for our audience and our community, you have how many spots that you need to, to find incredible, ingenious, oh, Monmouth yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, we're going to definitely keep this a rolling, you know, feature. And right. So anybody that we highlight or suggest could end up being. Did we end up asking you what you wanted to be when you grew up? You did not. What did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> so I, oh, so I grew. Well, no, I, yeah, right. <laughs> I grew up always wanting to be a singer. So I want to hear your correlation of the singing through ad sales. Mm. Through. <laughs> but I do have a funny, quick story of how I pivoted from my first job out of college was Enterprise Rent a Car. I got a great management training. Great training program. The stepbrothers, you know, quote. Anyway, yeah, great. But it was 2009. As you said, it was like the peak of the economic depression. 9% of my graduating class actually had a job offer upon graduation. And I I took it and ran with it rather that than have a a gap on my resume. Anyway, I love it. Nine months into me working there, the vice president of the New York Post ad sales department gets into a car accident. Oh my God, I love the story. In front of my brand. I can't believe we went. 
went, I got the live feed. Yeah. This is such a good story. And I put him into a car and we get to talking and I see him fill out the paperwork, VP ad sales. I knew I wanted to be in the city. I knew I wanted that hustle and bustle, something to do with media. I was a comm major. Um, and lo and behold, I'm interviewing a, a week later in one, in said rental car on the like side of the road. Similar. Yeah. You just never you just know. Never know. So I hated it. I mean, there were times when I, I came home crying because I had to like, you know, generally I felt like I was a glorified taxi cab driver, right? We'll pick you up. Like that's what I did. And I graduated, you know, with a four year degree. Um, I would come home and I turned on, I turned on MTV and the Jersey Shore show commercials were, would come on. I went to kindergarten through eighth grade with Sammy Sweetheart. So oh seeing her like and make it and be on TV and no like I was cleaning cars was like obviously quite frustrating. However, again, it ended up leading me to a role which I did not even knew existed and spent a decade there. So it by the way, I me. am so sad that we didn't get this on the live, but that's okay. We're getting it on the podcast. Similar storyline ish to this person that took a chance on Eva in the restaurant. This yes. person, yeah, like chance. she rented him a car mm-hmm. and she we so had the wherewithal I, as a young person to hustle mm-hmm. and follow up with this guy. So I call that also coming back to the written story ahead of ahead of time. I call that uh, a beloved universe wink. Mm-hmm. So those are things that happen in our life that are just pieces of the story that we get to kind of unwrap like a really good piece of chocolate. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. you never know who you're going to meet. You never know why you're going to meet them. And if you live your life in an open, receptive way, yeah. really incredible things can and will happen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and really in, in career, we see that all the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the more yes you say, the more yes happens for you. I agree. Absolutely. So I love that story. I can't believe that wasn't sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. You should have reminded me. Wait, I will, I will, I will do you the favor and correlate singer to ad sales. (laughs) So gift basket prevent. Yes. Ready? So you enjoy a stage. Yeah. Leo too at heart. Got it. So you enjoy a stage Mm -hmm. and you being able to bring good people together Mm -hmm. to enjoy a moment. Yes. Is really what you naturally are coming back to that original I love it. moment of wanting. Yeah. And if you'd like to break into song, Jamie and I can join you. <laughs> we'll get um, it karaoke next time, ladies. Um, <laughs> especially if it's in like the Broadway wicked rent genre. Like Jamie's like, excellent at a ballad I, I am I am like a, a tenor alto mix. Like I am a little so low. Bass. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little lower. Um, anyway, I'm a good harmonizer. Anyway, so okay, I'm sorry I didn't get to ask you that no, line. No, no, Totally so fine. I'd love to hear from everyone and we don't need to go around this time. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to just, you know, whoever would love to, to, to participate in this part of the conversation, um, you know, why Monmouth County? So I think a lot of us are probably from here. Marissa and I are not from here. Neither of our husbands are from here. Um, we live here because of John Acara, like literally because, so funny. um, and then with that friends of ours that moved from Hoboken that started to and move also, down here. And also there was a New York times, uh, 
Fairhaven. You know, in the real estate sector. Best places to live. Or, yep. Yeah. And I don't know if I realized that Fairhaven was next to Red Bank when she right. looked. But because we grew up going to the beach, um, my parents both grew up at the beach, but mm-hmm. in Atlantic Beach in, in, in Long Island. And, yeah. In Long Island. South Shore Island. Yes. And so when we were growing up in the very, very tip of New Jersey, they would schlep us to bridges and lots of traffic on the regular. And then by the time we got to a certain age, I would say, I'd like to go down the shore. And it was like, my mom would be like, be still my heart. Like we can't go down the shore. And you know, then my mom was a teacher and teachers in Bergen County knew about the secret beach in Deal, which is next to Deal Casino. It's called Thomas. It was called Tom. It's called Thomas Conover. Now it was called, uh, Phillips. Phillips Avenue Beach at the time. And it was just, it was a concession you paid to get on. And my mom, we would Listen, literally... All you need is a concession and a bathroom. That's all you need. We had, had a great tuna sandwich. Great tuna sandwich and a bathroom. And we and would then we drive went down. right back on the highway to 168 and then right back down to we 105. I did not know that 109 existed. No. Every day. Like 109, 114, what's that? Nothing. Nothing else. All we knew is we got to the big hill and we knew we were close. Oh, I love the hill. When you, you know, get to the Woodbridge Hill... When you, when you were raised with beach being such a huge part of your culture, and then I never thought I'd ever live in Hoboken, ever, 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 ever. And then I ended up living there for eight years and being in Hoboken exposed me to other towns in New Jersey. Because I say, belovedly, if you go up from Bergen County, nothing else in New Jersey exists except for the short hill Mall and the beach. Um, cause Jersey is not anything unless it's 10 minutes from Manhattan. So for where we grew up. So anyway, point is, is when I knew I was going to have to schlep or commute, I wanted to be not far from the beach because I knew that beach living enriches life. Um, or at least the life that I wanted to live. And then we discovered the boat goes there. And we were Hoboken boat people as it was. And we think that jokes on everyone else, pre pandemic, post pandemic. I don't care. Like we live in the most special spot in the tri-state in my opinion. A hundred percent. And you know, there are a lot of great spots to live in New Jersey. And I swear to whoever's listening, there's not a friend of mine in a different town. That's not jealous of us. I agree. So I'm very, very thankful to be here. And that is why Bergen raised and I miss my hometown. I love, we loved where we grew up. It's sad sometimes that we're not rooted there. Um, but having every single day that I'm at that beach club, I have never thought twice and never missed Hoboken. And I love the city. We're just in Um, Harrington Park South. Yeah. We're just in Harrington Park South. It's true. That's a great Does anybody space. else have any thoughts? We don't have to go around. Does anybody have any thoughts reason to add to the Monmouth, Monmouth County? Other than I know you said you're from here. You the Monmouth from County here, right? obsession. Yeah. I'm from here. So you're from here. Anybody else not from here? You're not from here. I'm not, I'm not from here. I'm from Peru. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carla, what brought you here? So my parents were divorced and my mom was here with my aunt. Uh, she was living in... I don't know. Do I need a microphone? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, my mom moved here with my aunt, and my aunt was in New Jersey. Um, so then I said, like, okay, well, 
maybe I'll go visit my mom. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go and study. Mm -hmm. So I came and I studied here. Um, and I lived in Bergen County too, in Paramus. Mm. Yeah. So oh. we were 12 minutes from Paramus on a good day. Yeah. We were going to the same plaza, girl. Yes. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Me too. Or Paramus Mall. Yeah, so when you don't want, when you don't want too crowded, right? Yeah. No. Just a good errands mall. Yeah. All the yes. things. We were Riverside, Riverside Square. Mall. We had all the malls. Yeah. So, um, and then I met my husband and my husband is Mammoth County born and raised mm. and from Middletown specifically. So once from Middletown, always back to Middletown, <laughs> like the amount of parents that had the same teachers to their children now in the schools, I was like, they need to retire. <laughs> Story. This is this girl you're describing them, I'm sure. Yes, yes. So I cried the first day of preschool <laughs> uh, with my oldest daughter at St. Leo's when she walked in to her pre-K-3 teacher, who was my first teacher at the school in oh fourth God. grade. Uh, wow. Different last name, though. She wasn't married back then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so but funny. it does. I think that's what's so special about this place is that there's a reason there are so many lifelong Monmouth County residents well, who go away to college, yeah. have their like urban like experience and then come home because we realize this is one of the best places in the country to live. Yes. And then everybody is all about family here. Mm -hmm. Like you love to get involved with your children and everybody likes to hang out. Like parents get involved in sports. Like we raise good children. Like children become very close. And like you said, like beach, like the beach club is right there. Like if you want to ride horses, Gold's Neck Home Deli is right there. You know, we like. We were thankful for your spot. It was a new, it's, it's bringing yes. like a, a new wave to the home bell area really between bell works and Oak Hill. Okay. yeah kind of like yeah. everybody that listens to the dream catchers knows how much we love the bell works, <laughs> bell works. yes it's amazing works, we would we wouldn't even be as close to where we are now and with the dream catchers journey yes um but they are it's a yes and they're literally if you haven't been to carla's farm it's by two seconds down the road. Yes, two seconds from Bellworks. And I started on Bellworks because before we had the farm, when we were just like chasing that dream, we set up the markets with Bellworks, like with the fresh markets in Bellworks. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So I love it too. Yeah, please do. I am. Um, so I'm not from here either. I grew up in Virginia and in Germany, and then I went to Missouri, and then I lived in Manhattan oh. for the longest of anything outside of New Jersey as an adult. Um, and I lived in a big suburb in Virginia and it was like strip malls and I never remember going to like a community fair or like a community anything. Mm -hmm. Like I just don't remember doing any of We're that. in the DC. The yeah. DC. In yeah. the DC suburbs. When we lived in Germany, it was, we lived in this like little American, I don't want to say village, but it was this tiny little American community. It's like a little small town and there was so much community there and I just loved it. And I knew that when I had kids, I wanted them to live in like a small town, but I also thought I was going to be a career woman. Mm -hmm. So I also thought I would live in Manhattan or somewhere. And then I met my husband and he kept wanting to move down here. And we did. And the, the, the thing we said was, why didn't we just move the minute we got pregnant with the first baby? Because it was exactly what I had been looking for. Mm. Just that small town community feel like we're talking about the fireman's mm. fair. Like, yeah. You just, you, the, the fishing derby in Fairhaven, like just those things that bring a community together that mm -hmm. are for kids, that are for family. 
And it was, it was good body, good mommy that allowed me to come down here because I had a reason to quit my corporate job. Mm -hmm. I had something else to do. So when that hat, when that was able to, when I knew I wanted to focus on that and I was happy quitting my corporate job, then it was time to move. And once we got here, it was like, oh, time can slow down. Like we can go to the beach. We can go to the park. We can, we can just have all this family time. We don't feel the pressures of, of being in the city and, you know, doing all of that stuff. So it's, it's like calling it a special place is so I just wish I had like discovered it earlier. Really? That's I the only regret. Does anybody else have any thoughts about Monmouth County? Does anybody have any brand crushes that they want to shout out? Yes, Shannon does. Okay, so besides I, all of us, duh. So, besides all of you, yes, I know. I can't pick favorites here. I love you all. Um, but I will say the community that like really welcomed me with complete open arms. I know Carla's a fan, Babes in Business, mm-hmm. like wholeheartedly. Um, I love Jen. She welcomed me in, you know, no questions asked, started, you know, having just interview questions and, you know, really in-depth conversations about why I was doing what I was doing and, and how to get involved with her group. And I mean, I met Tara Romano, who unfortunately wasn't able to be here this evening, but, um, you know, they, she gave me, she took a chance on me by uh, ordering, ordering 20 of her holiday gifts with me just because of the stellar reputation that Babes in Business does have and, and, you know, really lifting one another up. So I'll say they're a brand crush and, um, I will be a panelist uh, in the dis- at the December event, which is most likely going to be at Porta. I think there was going to be one at, at the farm, but unfortunately, maybe next year. So, um, and uh, but yeah, the December one, I will be on the panel, so I'm very excited. But one thing I will say about the Monmouth County brands that I've seen in just the last decade, like you look to all of the other counties, honestly. Like I know that there's a rival with the Berg and Monmouth County thing, but like the, the brand power that have really like come out of out of here from the last decade i mean your canes your rocks like pliable isn't pliable here too yeah pliable i mean i just don't really see that anywhere else in in this state i have to say i mean it really does garner a cult following that is tried and true so you know and each one of your brands can attest to that i'm sure Ming probably has some thoughts on that, but he's inside probably in the bathroom. Um, but he loves to shout out Monmouth County brands. We talk yeah. about this all the time. There's so many. I mean, he's from Michigan. like, yeah. um, And he's, you know, in his world has interviewed or had in the podcast studio, like pretty much all of these brands. And I agree with you. There's so many amazing yeah. Monmouth County brands. And I have a huge uh, crush on Bellworks. And as I said earlier, you know, this is such an ingenious concept of creating like of what they call a metro burb, right? Like right. a place that feels like vibrant, like the city. And mm-hmm. oh, Ming's back now. Ming, we were talking about um, how Monmouth County, more than most places, has like really amazing, reputable brands that are based out of here. Um, and I was saying, like, you've interviewed or had these people all in your your studio at one point or another. But Bellworks, for example, is like this like powerhouse. Right. And now they've opened Chicagoland, which is their second location. And right. um, you know, people from other suburbs from even other states are like, what is that place? And I'm like, it's a co-working space, a retail space. It's like the space. Googleplex of Mama County. Yes, it's like a Googleplex of Mama yeah. County. Our, totally. friend, our friend, when she first went into it, she said, is this Chelsea Market? <laughs> airport? I'm not sure what's happening. Is there a movie theater? Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it's a special spot. I think when you interviewed us, was it? I feel like, I feel like we said it on, I said it somewhere. I always say Driftwood Cabana Club. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah. And I always say Rook Coffee. 
Yeah. yeah. I do you do? You want a driftwood? Mm-hmm. This year. Well, this year not so much. If I can go with one hand. Same. Oh I'm my going God. tomorrow. So oh wait, God, we'll right. be there tomorrow. We'll see you there. Wait, but is no. it gonna rain? I go anyway. Okay. No. What? It never rains at the beach. We don't need to say it on air. We'll talk it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone's yeah. like, "Hey, Carla, <laughs> can I make you bring something on air now?" Yes. That's yeah, funny. It's like Cocktails on the beach. That's Come so on. funny. What, who, uh, what other? Any other? Oh, Tootsie Olin. That's who I was actually. That's who was with the airport in the Chelsea market. That's her. That was her comment. I don't dance, but when I watch her videos and I watch you guys you do it and I get chills. Carla! You have to, by the way, hold on a minute. I just need you to know something on air. Yes. I do not dance. She dances. You can't. I dance with Tootsie. I can't. That's it. You got, I'm like, oh, we have to take one. We should do it as a group. And Barbella, so I haven't been either yet. That, well, that's a whole other conversation because that's, that, isn't that, she, that's the whole, right? Her name is Barbella. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's no, a yoga that. instructor. No. Oh, Barbella at Perfect. And, um, fun fact, I'm her director of operations because I have so much time to do that as well. Um, and I've been taking her class. 11 years, I believe it is. She was in Hoboken before teaching. I mean, she hates when I say that. She was a New York City teacher and still is. Um, but she also taught a class in Hoboken that I used to take. And then she I did not there even. And I, as I mentioned but she earlier, was my friend there. She, she's not, not on the list of reasons I moved here. So when she moved here and she started teaching down here, I, that was one of the things that like drew me here. I was like, oh, Tootsie's there. Like, I got to go check out this town. Um, and I've been taking her class religiously ever since. Right now, she doesn't have a location. She was at Poe in Fairhaven. Mm-hmm. And now she's doing monthly on the roof deck at Bellworks. Um, dance class and then she's been doing a couple pop-up yoga events here and there as well and she has an online digital studio um, called Tootsie Olin Digital Studio and then she also has mm-hmm. retreats that I help her curate and I've been very fortunate enough to go on aren't helping. four of them with her oh my god <laughs> <laughs> this is live this is real and Jamie appears what, on anybody who knows dancing. me knows that I cannot live without my right hand and when I say this I mean every day she is open which sadly right now it's just Monday to Friday because sometimes it Blonde is Saturdays out. is the Blonde Chalet Jess Rogers feeds my family um, every day (laughs) chicken salad hello oh yeah when, chicken salad. I love it. So good. Uh, uh, the pretzel friends. chicken oh, we live okay. off of. The sourdough um, is what we used for. What the I other knew it. Uh, so yes, we live off of Jess. Um, yeah, she is. The, she, I mean, I was introduced to her when my youngest Penelope was an infant, and my friend said she's going to change your life because she's going to help you with dinner, and she has morphed into like every day she provides dinner for my family, especially <laughs> since we started this business. Um, so uh, she is my absolute go-to. Her um, are the best. Her dressings. I, my, dressings. my oldest I daughter, we were talking about being dance moms tonight. Kick Dance Studio now moving solidly just to Fairhaven um, is a really special place for my girls. Um, so we love there. Um, you know, and in Lincroft, you know, my, my hometown, um, Alios is our, is our another um, uh, go to for again. I, I love to cook. I really do, and I'm going to try these recipes when I find time on Saturdays and Sundays. But um, life has just gotten really busy, and I feel like you know we're just you know constantly surviving. on the go, I'm uh, surviving. Carla every once in a while goes to Trader Joe's. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Now you feel validated. Um, Semi like the pasta. And again, one more one more Italian side of it. Like when we're going to go out, we're going to 
escape for the night. Um, Christine's Italian oh, in yeah, Atlantic Islands. Atlanta. I love Ronnie. He's such a great guy. Yeah, and he's great. Um, that's really, that's our go-to place when we can get a babysitter and plan ahead. <laughs> I love it. I'm trying Gabriella's on Saturday night if anyone's Delicious. been. I haven't been yet. I know there's tons of hype. It's Delicious. Like, you got to have Frankie going, though. Frankie goes to Drift Wood, too. Okay, so you're going to turn it turns into yeah. a club. I know. Gabriella, you know going to Frankie? Yeah. My mom and my kids go. I go to Drift Wood. Got it. Frankie's going to Drift I can give you your whole Gabriella's order. But I went I went at 5 o'clock, so I didn't see it when it became. Jamie and I live at Drift Wood, actually. Yeah, I live at Drift Wood. Does anybody else have any Mama County shout-outs? Yes, Tara. Um, Kristen Barker at Greater Joy Studios um, is someone that I grew up with and to see she used to set up backdrops in my house when my kids were babies oh. to now fast forward to her own studio with the milk bath clawfoot tub and oh, no she does brand pictures it's just I think it's she's my brand crush just because I've seen the journey like I've seen her start you know just showing up to my house saying what should I do <laughs> you know who, who's important here to now her whole studio um, just to watch the progression of her in wall Oh, I love it. Um, so she's excellent. If anybody needs brand pictures, I'm having mine done on the 15th. Um, but she's excellent. She's awesome. I love that. Awesome. Anybody else? Oh, okay. So, um, I, well, <laughs> yes, babes in, uh, babes in business. I have told you guys before babes in business. Um, like I have a huge crush on Jen, like, um, you know, she's amazing. She actually gave me the audience that I needed to be local, to have yeah. the local presence that I have today. Nice. So I am, um, I will always be forever grateful. Uh, her husband does all my merch. Uh, he's awesome too. Um, the sugar studio does all these decorated cookies. I love Dulce. Mm -hmm. Um, I love her and she works w at the farm. Velvet and Slate. I don't wear any jewelry besides Be uh, Velvet and Slate. And I'm a dance mom, hardcore Jersey Shore Dance Academy. Okay. Oh, Jersey Shore, really? Yes. Love it. I graduated with Meg. She's, oh, she's an RBC God. graduate. Yeah. So did you, I don't know if your kids had Miss Cara. But she was a babysitter of mine who I love, love, love. And shout out to her. She's going to be in Moulin Rouge. Well, yeah. I don't know if you know her, but she's a beauty and such a, a such a talented girl. I, I think I remember her. But she would teach, she would sub, or she yes. would curate when she was home. Yes, but my kids, like, I mean, Gianna loved her. Like, yeah. But just, like, she would have it, like, every once every two yeah. weeks or three weeks. Yeah, yeah she just got cast in Moulin Rouge as a dancer. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's a dream job of mine. Not happening. Another I'll like, dance with you. I'll, I'll, I'll dream through Kara. Yeah. <laughs> and Tootsie. And um, last night I ordered the Thai food that you recommended as well. Where? Which is amazing. Like, fantastic. I don't have any social media. Yeah. Where? Kun is it Kunyun Siam? Oh, wait. Right? In, in Atlanta, Atlanta Palace. Palace. Yeah. Oh, Kara, these are all your... They're calling out all your places. It's so fun. like uh, Nicholas Creamer, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good there. Good. And it's, like, it's so cute inside. It's, it's like you know it's authentic and it was it was takeout and it got here in 20 minutes and it was still hot i mean how many people can say that wait you ordered what doordash no my sister-in-law ended up picking it up oh, on our oh, way oh. here from the ferry but yes it, it made it here we would, when hot. we were on the ferry more regularly we would pick up from there mm -hmm. it's a good spot. delicious okay so awesome. to wrap i wanted to ask everyone this i will ask everyone to just go around fast and say if you have a mantra or if you don't have a mantra what you would consider your superpower so i know that victoria already said this. Veronica. Veronica. Um, oh my God. I'm like, Veronica, Victoria, what is your name? Um, it's all good. You just call me V. 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 v already v. said this. I corrected myself. I knew I was wrong. Um, 
that your superpower is making people brides feel comfortable, which I love about you. And I think um, to, to inspire the audience, which I think is always helpful, is I like to say my superpower is that I bring sparkle. So mm-hmm. like you, I one of my actually Tara, my um my career like shift journey story that I won't bore our audience with again because I've said it many times. And I just interviewed my first HR mentor, Mary Beth, on the, our last episode of the podcast that she helped me realize that I wanted to switch from PR to HR because she was like, what do you love about what you do? And one of the things, one of my answers was the doing the bulletin boards at the company. And she's like, that has nothing to do with your job. Um, I'm like, but it's so sparkly and pretty. And I just want to like make everything pretty. Um, so that's what I do. I bring sparkle. I bring sparkle to my groups of friends. I bring sparkle to my colleagues, my mm-hmm. coworkers, to the pre-K class. To the pre-K class. Yeah. Um, even my boys are in the Sorry. same class. Um, but yeah, so that's my superpower. So I think that's good inspiration if anybody doesn't have one that they could think of off the top of their head. And we have like 70,000 mantras, so I won't bore you with those. But does anybody have a mantra or a superpower that they're ready to share? Did Connecting they know the people? Can there they say go. that? Yes. Oh, that's it comes to mind. Do you I have, have a mantra. The, I'm the planner of my friend group. Like yeah. I'm always, I coordinate the Zoom calls. Yeah, we always say like, our, if you can't figure out what your superpower yeah. is, think about who you are in your friend group. I'm the photographer of the group. I'm. They're always. Everyone's like, don't worry, Shannon will put it on social. Yes, like, yeah. And that's, me that's too. A, that's an arduous task me all too. the time. That's why I said to someone, I was like, is someone else recording this tonight? <laughs> Ming, Ming's recording the whole thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just love, I love connection and community. So I'm really, really happy everyone can make it tonight. Thank you. Is that your mantra? Connection and community. Connection and community. Um, I love it. Does anybody else have one that's at the ready? Superpower? Mantra? We sent you the questions in advance. That was the one I had a hard time with. I I don't know if it's a superpower, but to me it's very important. And people tell me a lot that that's what I do to bring confidence to women mm. like I, to me it's really important like many women come to me how do you do it all? oh I don't and I was like <laughs> I don't do it all I'm a big sh- show <laughs> every day and I'm like and I admire other women that have it all together and their homes are beautiful and they fluff their pillows because I used to do that until I had my little one mm-hmm. um, and then life beca- became very chaotic but whatever it is that is your superpower I try to make sure that I kind of like I embrace it and I tell you and I remind you like hey this is what you do this is you're amazing yeah but I'm not good at that but focus on this mm-hmm. and, and people send me DMs you know that I cannot even read every day but they said like thank you because you inspired me to do this or I did that and I'm like and I make a big deal about it because I feel like sometimes women need to like hear like hey you are doing great you know yes and that that. by the way that is why we're here tonight Mm -hmm. talking this through as you know as some of you may have seen the questions you're like oh we were just having dinner like (laughs) I don't want to talk about myself it's like you know Marissa and I what brings us the greatest joy I mean we talk about this all the time now we are both in our 40s I can say we took us a long time to Welcome. get here. I just turned 40 in March, um, Pisces. Pisces. And I, you know, when we were talking about this, it's like the reason we started the podcast and now the community that's come out of it is because of that exact thing. It's the amount of people that would come into our office and walk through their resume and most of the time end up in tears because by the time they come to us, they're not happy. Mm-hmm. They're not happy at all. Like they're mm-hmm. extremely unhappy. So if we could figure out for them or help them figure out for themselves, what is the dream? Like what's going on in there? Then let's figure out how you're going to catch it. Mm-hmm. Because 
you know, and we are not executive coaches. We are not career coaches in that way, like by that definition. But what we've been able to build a business around is good energy and just inspiring people and having them figure out their own path. Like people say to me, thank you so much for getting me the interview. I'm like, I didn't get the interview. You got yourself the interview. Like you did that all on your own. Like I maybe helped you with your resume a little bit, you know, and then you got yourself the job. I'm not on the interview with you. Mm -hmm. You're figuring it out on your own. So I think it's so often that especially women, we don't by nature, like we can't see that. And it's, it's, it's helpful sometimes to have women around you who see you, who Mm -hmm. see you for what you actually are. So Thank you for seeing us. We see all of you. Um, does anybody else have any other mantras or super? I think for us at Mod Thirty Nine, I think what we really are our goal is to inspire your own personal style. Yeah. We're going to curate great items, but it's how you can put it together in your own personality. And we'll give you tips and ideas, you know, but it's really then about like how you walk out into your own world, you know, rocking it and feeling that self-confidence that takes it to your own personal level. And, you know, I think we feel very fortunate that we've gotten to work with so many great brands through our careers. I mean, the list is really long and we're fortunate. We got a playground at Saks Fifth Avenue to try on and build our own confidence in what works on our own bodies. And, you know, not every girl has that opportunity to that extent, but really in this world of fashion and how it's changed over the last, you know, couple of decades, that dressing room door is open to all of us right now. And it comes right to your home front door, front doorstep. So we want to help you play with that. And we want to inspire that in you. Adrian, the trends right now are what were not amazing when we were in college. So we're looking to you to help us out. We're not going backwards to those no, 90s like photos, any, I promise you. Like but, Claire, uh, like a sleepy, whiny Claire Danes look. I don't know if I can do it. No. Yeah. Uh, no, we've so, got a lot know, of really great stuff coming up this fall. You're going to be... I can't. Oh, no, like the A Goldie jeans I saw this morning were like literally like... It's like so wide. Wow, hey there. Check out the animal on the leg. Oh my god. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. If there's anything else that we didn't get to ask and you wanted to say before we wrap anything you have coming up anything you wanted to plug anything you wanted to say oh I did yes I didn't get to do the um, mantra yeah 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 go ahead so I'm a I have like a lot of um, good friends in like the food industry and I just wanted to like shout them out because they're so amazing and they're all women. Mm-hmm. So I'm really good friends with Kara and Alex who um, own Seed to Sprout. They oh, are Sprout. phenomenal yeah. women owned and they are Hashtag just, cookie dough. they oh, are amazing. Dough. Um, very, dear, very good friends of mine. I've done all of like their photos and we're just like super tight. And they're just killing it. Um, and they just opened up that seed apothecary, which yeah. is super, oh, super um, amazing. If you guys haven't checked it out, mm-hmm. they have like, it. it's uh, in Avon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in Avon. There's also one in Fairhaven, the seed to sprout. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Laura and Grace, who own Cardinal. Mm-hmm. Those are also my homegirls. Love okay. them. They are also killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, two women just opened up, you know, a restaurant that is like, super successful. And they are just always aligning out the door. And love, love, love them. Where's Cardinals? Cardinals and Asbury. Asbury. Cardinal Asbury. Virgin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, good. So good. Brunch. I mean, really high quality. Just so, so good. And um, yeah, I think that was it. Mm, anything else? Yeah, I think that's Anybody it. Anybody else had anything they wanted to say before we wrap up? 
Well, thank you, ladies. I can't wait to try the dessert. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Let's stop talking. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Thank you. Mama, guys. Thank you, guys. Every day that we leave with light as the dream catchers is made possible by our parent company, Partners in Crime, Choice Fashion and Media, Division of Choice Associates, where we've been putting people to work since 1974. So if you're looking for work or you're looking for people to work for you, check mm -hmm. us out, www.choicepersonnelinc.com.